0: And we welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Morning Drive, off and running live here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Nicole Braden Gall, Derek Mason, Marquise Munson with you. Boys, what's going on? We got a big day today.
1: Man, I wish I can curse right now. Wow. Yeah. It's so early, I really for that. do, man. So early for curse. I just want to go straight Dolomite. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs>
0: Not Dynamite. Not Dynamite. Not James <laughs> not, Dolan.
1: Not J.J. Evans, not I'd, JJ I'd, Evans. I'd like someone to go dynamite on
2: James Dolan, actually.
0: <laughs> I think Charles Oakley tried to, but now he's not allowed back in yeah, MSG. He got kicked out of the building. No, door. no, yeah, they, him to, back, cr- in. Oh, they let him back in. He tried to fight the whole yeah. entire security staff. No, they let him back no. in because there
1: was a big outrage, and then they end up letting him back in. They he didn't him, try, they, they he him out tried to fight, but it was a reason why.
0: Yeah, it was a reason, but it, I just was funny because <laughs> he was trying to fight no, the entire staff. Try, no, they,
2: they kicked him out because James Dolan has a tiny little guitar. That's all I'm saying. His little jazz band. Is it the C note? He's making up for something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's making up for. Mm-hmm. I can't figure it out.
0: Everybody buy James Dolan's album so he can win a Grammy and go away forever. They, amen to that, brother. Man. <laughs>
2: RJ Barrett W last night. That's right. On their way to on their way, baby. Only Only seventy eight more games more to go for the Knicks, baby. We're they on got our their way. First, they got that first win? Oh yeah, RJ Barrett. Nineteen and I'm fifteen last nineteen, fifteen Damn. and five, rookie of the year. That's what I'm talking Only seventy eight games more to go. I came so points. I
0: came so close to betting on the Knicks last night. I saw they were a two point underdog. I said You didn't take it? I said, No. I, I got the Warriors. Uh-huh. I took the Blazers. Warriors. But Damian by the way, Damian Lillard tried to throw
2: that game over. You're such a sick and twisted individual.
0: And I took the Vancouver Canucks last night. I bet hockey, late night hockey that I couldn't even watch. What is
1: wrong with you?
0: It's an addiction. Clearly, yeah, I
1: see. <laughs> but I you like on the Canucks of all people. Derek, we've been doing this show. a they little He scored over. five
0: goals in the first period. Uh, hell,
2: we will be doing this show as of. Two- <laughs> He's dancing, literally dancing. We-, we will be at two years in February. Uh-huh. Have you bet, gambled on a single event no. outside of the golf balls you lost to Nick? No, in the two years, no. I have bet on no. zero things. <laughs> Nick Kale bet on two NBA games and a hockey game Who last night. Who bets on
1: NBA games? Ten games in. And I swept the board.
0: <laughs> you haven't lived until you bet the Blazers in October, and they jump out oh to a 21-4 lead, only to be trailing later on in the game. And we know everybody makes a run in the NBA.
3: You could
1: be
0: down They're trailing by 19. <laughs> they went from up 17 to down 19.
1: Basketball is the only sport you could be trailing by 40 before half and they end up winning by two
2: it's also the only (laughs) professional sport where you just don't try half the time Uh, yeah pretty much just just letting you know
0: exactly uh busy show today we're live from the wholesaling studio powered by Rumbleon.com. predators blackhawks tonight titans trade deadline today possible world series clincher tonight as well so really good sports day let's start With the NFL, obviously, the trade deadline coming up at 3 o'clock Central today. We'll get to J-Rob and what the Titans will or won't do in a moment. But some moves, obviously, yesterday. Um, The Jets and Giants, Leonard Williams. First uh,
2: trade ever between the Jets and Giants.
0: And how about this? How about the fact that it looks like the Jets, they get a 3 and a 5 for Leonard Williams. Are the Jets the more stable franchise of the two? Because I well, felt like they got the better of the Giants in that deal.
2: Well, here's the deal, though: if Leonard Williams walks, this is what this is the issue with with Mariota or you know anybody else for the Titans. If you there's going to be a compensatory pick. Mm. Now, the Jets' third round pick will be better, or the excuse me, the Giants' third round pick will be better than the compensatory pick, obviously, right? You're, you're talking about a pick probably in the early third round versus the late third round. Mm. But if Leonard Williams walks, the Giants get a third round pick, so they get their pick back essentially. If he walks in free agency, so you either you get to re-sign him, or you get your compensatory pick back. So, the the idea the Giants' risk is actually pretty it's pretty low. It's it's mitigated at this point with this compensatory thing that that's happening. So, um, it's interesting to watch how it plays out. I don't I don't know what it means for the Titans. Like it means if you lose Mar, like
1: it means you're going to get a pick from Mariota at the end of the year if he walks, which is I likely mean, what e- he would do. Either or, if you trade him, you're getting a pick. Um, if you let him walk, you're getting a pick. I don't think anyone's giving up, any no more than what you're going to get in your uh, compensatory pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure right. it's in between that second and fifth round, probably a third, fourth round somewhere around there. But a no third is the only way you could guarantee it being better. Yeah, nobody. I don't think anyone else is going to give them any anything more than that. Right. Um, so, does it entice the Titans to, you know, take a sure thing? Meaning, you know, these are the picks that we're getting. Um, as opposed of the compensatory pick, because it's still, you still don't know what pick you're going to get. Right, it'll be at the uh, end. Exactly. So it'll be like in the night. Absolutely. Or whatever. So, do you take a? You say, well, they're going to give us a third round pick or early third. Do it, I take that be or just say, uh, let's wait and see what they're going to give us?
2: I, I would take the compensatory pick and then have him on the roster. Like more importantly, I think is you're still four and four. You're still in the mix. You still have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Your, your like Ryan Tannehill got hit a couple times this weekend, and so if if you're concerned at all about the health of your quarterback, which you should be, Ryan Tannehill more injury prone than Mariota behind the same stupid offensive line. No disrespect to the offensive lineman, of course. Um, it, it's you know it's a risk to not have anybody behind Tannehill if you think you're still going to compete for a playoff spot. So I, I, I don't think I don't think it's worth it unless you're getting a second. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the only way you're getting a second is if somebody says this is our starter. Right, like we've lost a guy for the season and we need a starter and we think we can get a playoff spot and I don't even know who that would be. There's a lot of guys with backups. If I'm but
1: giving up a second, he has to be my starter, period. Right. Like my starter this year and signing him next year and Probably. he's going to be my guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I would agree with that.
0: It feels too though, like, you know, if if John Robinson does make a move that it will be the offensive line, but I, I, I don't foresee it being anything of note to the point where like the average Titans fan will say, whoa, we just got so-and-so. I think it'll be a really low-key move like this past uh, offseason when they brought in Brent Urban on the defensive line mm-hmm. from the Ravens. The equivalent of that on the offensive line, that's all I could see the Titans doing.
1: I can see them now, considering you know the failed LaShawn Sims project once again. I don't know how many times you're going to do this project and experience <laughs> and not know you're going to get the same results. Um, I think if it all depends on how adoree jackson how his injury yeah. how bad his injury is i can see them possibly going out and getting a backup defensive back um even if he comes back cuz you never know he can go down again i could see them getting depth at the defensive back position if they can't um yeah. upgrade the offensive line because if they upgrade the offensive line it's not i would be really surprised if they bring in a starter I think they bring in a guy that can be a flex guy, a guy that can play across the line. Um, so do you do that or do you bring in a defensive back? Um I think those are, are those are the two questions yeah. that that you know that needs to be answered. It can be answered before what four today? Four what is it, three, three o'clock central time. Three central.
2: You can't have enough defensive backs. That's mm-hmm. just the modern NFL. Um and this team obviously could use any depth piece along the offensive line. I'm I'm with excuse me I'm with both of you guys I think it's you know as I like to call it nibbling around the edges a little bit I don't want to see them go big or go home Um, they they've drafted young players to fill the big needs you got to let those guys develop Um, you're also not necessarily like right now you're two and four in the AFC which means you're well behind Jacksonville Houston Indy you know Buffalo these teams that could be in the wild card race like you're gonna have to make up a lot of ground so I don't think it's worth giving up any major future assets for a major piece unless you think that major piece is going to be a part of your team for years like if you think a guy could come in and start whatever the position is corner (laughs) safety receiver offensive line whatever i I would have to see that i would have to know that this person's either under contract or going to be a starter for probably two or three seasons to give up anything that's remotely valuable Moving but forward, because to, there's no guarantee you're even going to be in the race tonight. This
0: but year. yeah, but to your point, though, the whole go big or go home type of move, there's no... like I, I just feel like the Titans have enough issues, and they're so far back. We, and you mentioned where they are in the division, the, the tiebreakers they've already lost to Indy, Jacksonville, and Buffalo... I mean, is there any move out there to even be made yeah. that would change? And look, this we're not sitting here saying they're eliminated from the playoffs because they're certainly not. There's still a half a season to go. But I don't think there's a move to be had that's going to change the outcome of this season.
1: No, there's not. They're going to have to – no major move, let's say that. Right. They're going to have to roll with the guys that they have and, and hope that, you know, because they can't lose – got to win. They can't lose no more than two games from here on out if they want to have a shot at the playoffs because – i I would put this base, I would put this on damn near everything. They're not making the playoffs at nine and seven. That's, just because of what right. happened in the division. Because already, of the tiebreakers exactly, lost already. They're not going to make. They have to go. They have to go ten and six to make the playoffs. Unless everybody just falls off the map. Yeah. And everybody lose, and then they kind of creep up. But as they sit now, they can't lose no more than two games. So if that is indeed the case, go big or go home. Don't apply. It's not applicable to this situation. They might as well yeah. just play it out with the I, guys I, they got. Go get some guys that maybe could be, yeah. you know, some some depth pieces. But other than that, they to me it's just like ride what you got.
2: Yeah, and, I, and I try
1: try to go from there.
2: I, I agree with that. Um, I, I, it also is. I know it's not the same. But you know they're two and zero with Tannehill. They're also two and zero with Jeffrey Simmons, and you know getting him in in week seven is also sort of like a trade deadline acquisition. Oh, yeah. in, in theory, I know it's not. I know you spent a first round draft pick on him, so don't don't tweet me. But it's it, it's it's sort of like acquiring a major piece on your defense midway through the season because that's what it is. So a- adding Simmons to the defense makes this unit even better. Makes all the linebackers' jobs easier. Makes Drill Casey's job easier. We saw a lot more of Drill Casey being more active this past weekend against Tampa mm-hmm. so it, it's a, you know having Jeffrey Simmons Big Jeff line up which by the way is a compliment uh, not like Big Raj Big Raj <laughs> is more of like an insult <laughs> Big Jeff is sort of like the nickname for you know old, old country's country strong boy down there from Mississippi State so it's uh, getting him healthy as early as the, no one expected him. To be contributing the way he is already. So adding him is sort of like house money at this point.
0: All right, Floyd Reese will join us coming up at 6.30 this morning. Also, it's Predators game day. They take on the Blackhawks tonight at 7 with pregame coverage getting underway at 6. So Chris Mason will stop by at 9.30 this morning. Uh, And also, it's a Tuesday. And we are only one week away from the college football playoff rankings being revealed. So Derek Mason, since it's a Tuesday and we do our top four... Oh, you know what you know what you need to do right now. No,
1: hang on, let me take my headset off. Should I go with the new one or the old one? The new one, new, new one,
0: whatever okay. floats your boat. <laughs> Top four Tuesday.
1: There it is. There you go. <laughs> la, 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 la.
0: Oh, well, you got that well, idea. Oh, like, little wake up wall, call you He went. He
2: went back to like an original album and did like a yes. like an this old remix, an old yes. Yeah, old, old remix. Played all the hits during the live show. I like it.
0: We love playing the hits. Uh, Just play the hits, boys. All right, coming up next to the Tennessee Titans, we'll start Ryan Tannehill this week. But who did the Carolina Panthers start against the Tennessee Titans? That answer revealed on the other side of Morning Drive on ESPN 1025, the game. Welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, the game. Floyd Reese will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. So, Ryan Tannehill, 2-0 and as the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. But who will he face as his counterpart on Sunday? Ron Rivera, head coach for the Panthers, confirming yesterday Kyle Allen will remain the starter who suffered his first loss of the season as the Niners just absolutely bludgeoned the Panthers. Uh, and Kyle Allen threw three picks in that game on Sunday, but it was his first, th- his first interceptions of the year. And it was the first loss with the Panthers. I don't know about you guys. I, I kind of feel like sticking with Kyle Allen is the right move.
2: Yeah, I, it is, but hang on. Just give me a second. I'm going to go to my fantasy lineup and put the Tennessee Titans defense into my lineup real fast here. Um, so you like the matchup this week? I, I mean, I like it better than playing Cam Newton. <laughs> I Ready, mean, better. So
1: no, I would have. I would take the matchup versus Cam before I take it versus Kyle Allen. Here's the reason: Cam is still hurt. Even if they would have started him this week, he's still not a hundred percent. Well, and that's, that's and we've what I'm seen, about. yeah, we've seen Cam at a hundred when he's not a hundred percent. He's just not yeah. the same quarterback. Um, it's better than facing a healthy Cam, is what I mean. Exactly. Um, so, what they're going to have to do is, if you stop, which is a truly tall task, if you stop Christian McCaffrey, then you stop their offense. Uh, but that's a big if, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not so much worried about Kyle Allen or, or I'm not so worried, so much worried about who starts a quarterback. I'm worried about if Janu, me not Janu, uh, Jan Brown or Bayard or Vaccaro, Those whoever, tough
2: matchups, whoever
1: man. can they cover, you know, Christian McCaffrey. That's what I'm worried about. And it seems like nobody's really had a. A you know uh, a solution for, like Jay, for him.
2: Jayon Brown is sort of like if you were going to go to the college ranks.
1: Well, last week <clears throat> they did yeah, because they blew
2: Carolina out,
1: fifty-one of right. thirteen. Somebody.
2: If you were going to go to the college ranks as a scout and say, "All right, I need a modern linebacker who can cover a running back who catches a ton of passes," you would probably pick Jayon Brown out of like a lot of players in the NFL. He he mm-hmm. is the prototype of what you want in that position, right? He's about six foot. 225 can run great hips great in the open field like super fluid all these things but he's a little undersized because he's a modern nfl linebacker who can play in space and i don't think he's got a chance against christian mccaffrey and jayon brown might be the best at what he does in the whole league or among the best at what he does in the whole league and it, you're gonna have to you can't do it alone you're gonna have to use other players and like you said whether it's a bayard i don't think Vicaro certainly and caro Let's be clear on this. I think Kenny Vaccaro is one of the most underrated and under-talked-about pieces on this team. We we don't talk about how good he is and how important he is enough, so I want to make sure I preface that. I don't think he can hang. Well,
1: mm-hmm. I think a Monty Hooker play a, s- more that, than what that's he has gr-
2: played. That's a great point. A, gr- a good tackler, a DB, plays in space, another good idea there. I just don't think Vaccaro is the guy you want matched up man-to-man on Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Bayard could probably do it, but even then, you're going to mm-hmm, give up yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody can truly shut him down.
0: So this past week with the Titans winning, it was the first time I actually predicted a Titans game correctly. Nice. Wow. Good so it's so. Um,
2: how does it feel? Can you tell us how great. you feel?
0: And I think Floyd Reese did as well. We were both 0-7 um, going into that game. But I my gut feeling for this one, just because we know the NFL is so bizarre and the Titans don't stack together too many wins too often, it feels like after Carolina got embarrassed returning home. Yeah, it's not good. Titans winning two in a row. It's not good. I don't have a good feel for this
2: one. I'm with you on this one. I, I think Carolina leads the NFL in sacks. Mm-hmm. End of discussion.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. There's no,
2: what else you want me to say? Yeah. Like that's it. Like I'm not saying the. Di- I think the Titans' defense will play well. I, I think they match up well against Kyle Allen. I don't think Kyle Allen is special. We saw Niners' defense really play well, especially mm-hmm. at the point of attack last week against Carolina. I, I, you're not going to stop Christian McCaffrey, but it's the other side that concerns me. I, I, why? Why is this offensive line going to stop the best? pressure team in the NFL if this team has the Carolina Panthers have like 32 sacks of their own something like that 30 sacks in, in whatever it is seven or eight games like why why is this offensive line going to all of a sudden stop the best pass rush in the NFL I, I don't know mm-hmm.
0: you, you look at that defense it, it feels like they're more than Luke keekley Thomas Davis is long gone they're more than Shaq Wilson to be completely honest I can't think of a guy I know they drafted the Burns kid out of Florida State off the edge
2: having a really good season
0: who else do they have as far as a pass rush? Because I can't well, they, think of their their top edge guys. They,
2: they've drafted a ton of defensive tackles o- over the last few years. Uh, whether it was Quan Short out of Purdue, Star mm-hmm. Lutaleli out of Utah, like they've drafted a lot of guys, first round guys on their defense, and and they just keep stockpiling guys. Ron Rivera, listen, I don't know if Ron Rivera is a great coach. I don't know if he's a, a great motivator. I don't know if he's certainly not got anything to, to offer the offense. But <laughs> d- defensively, he's a pretty good coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he does a pretty good job with that side of the ball. They're not an elite defense, but they do a few things really really well all the things that the chargers and the bucks don't do well right they have an efficient pass defense because of a great pass rush so it's it's a team that that gets after the quarterback better than anybody else in the league and the titans have an offensive line that has allowed more sacks than anybody else right so I, i know like you know i'm not i'm not you know i'm not trying to overthink this but what, what tells you that that matchup is not going to go the way of the Panthers?
0: Well, it's it's 100% Carolina I mean, advantage.
1: Yeah. Um, the Titans are giving up, what, three sacks a game, just about close to. Um, and so you can almost, you know, mark down that, okay, Tannehill will get hit three times. Um, you just hope that none of the hits cause a turnover and none of the hits cause him to have to leave the game. Uh, we're not talking about pressures. Um, We're just talking about hits on a quarterback sacks. And they're going to have to do a much better job in the pass game this week um, than they did last week. I don't know what it was last week. I think it's a combination of both. Um, It's a combination of all. You know, maybe the play calling, um, the receivers getting off of, you know, getting open. Um, and then a quarterback possibly not seeing him on offensive line just not blocking well enough. Um, but it seemed like they made a conservative conservative effort to give it to the tight ends because that was the mismatch. Maybe the mismatch yeah. this week is the tight ends again.
2: Well, and Johnny um, Smith, I and mean, they need Johnny Smith to continue doing what he's doing for the rest of his career. I mean, like basically, uh, 34 sacks allowed for the Tennessee Titans, number one in the NFL, tied with the Jets. That's four and a half a game. <sighs> That's hard to do, Man. and and technically, he, I was wrong. The Panthers Teddy are number two uh-huh. behind the Patriots.
1: They if, have, I'm, oh, if, if I'm 30 telling Hill, I just fall down four quick times just to get it over with. Yeah, okay, we're done. We're All done. right, guys, that's four. <laughs> that's our quota. We met it. I'm upright now. Let's go. we'll <laughs> end up with nine sacks. I mean, this is this is going to be an <laughs> right?
0: Arthur Smith game. Like, show me what you got. All right, you're in the second half All of right, your great. first season, Week Nine. They have a great pass rush. You have a terrible job of protecting your quarterback. Scheme around it. Uh, I'm not expecting miracles, but you know, show us why you got the job.
1: But it's it, yep. It, I, and I think you know, Arthur Smith is like any other first-year coach. They are learning on the fly. It's like, okay, I got some, I got some things that I that I know to be true. Some things I can fall back on, but everything else is like trial and error. I'm kind of learning as I go uh, because I've never done this before. I'm
2: really good at picking um, up negative
1: one yards. Yeah, but really good. But, you know, he's going to have to prove that, you know, he can call a game, a consistent game um, against better defenses because he doesn't have a track record against better defenses at calling good games or what we may perceive to be as good games. Um, you mean like a, a football? You mean we a track
0: that. record like Ken Wisenhunt who just got fired yeah, last night by Ken the Chargers? Just got fired
1: so that's one thing. They just Ken, won a game. Yeah, they just they won just. B- but still, they the just offense with with all that firepower on offense, and they were only averaging like nineteen points a game. Probably no, they were averaging eighteen points a game. And he's widely considered a pretty darn
2: good coordinator. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a good head coach. Right, not a good dude, <laughs> but a good, <laughs> good coordinator, coordinator yeah. a really good offensive coordinator. The Wiz, blame the Wiz, Phillip
0: Wiz, Wiz, Wiz was is a
2: bad boy. guy. How'd you get nine kids? Blame the Wiz. And
0: that was his boy, wasn't it?
2: He yeah. and Wiz yeah. were like that.
0: They yeah. were tight. What did I miss? Is Ken Ken Wizenhunt a bad dude?
2: Uh, Ken Wizenhunt didn't exactly endear yeah. himself to the to the national yeah, community. Yeah. Okay, he he didn't, he he didn't he didn't open his arms when he, he came to Nashville. He get, he put in literally zero effort to like it, it, like work himself into the the city, right? Yeah. Like whether it's with former players, whether it's with the media, with the fans, he just sort of thought he was better than everybody else he was sort of Mm. getting Wizard Hunt
1: that's that's why we blame yeah that's why we blame everything on on Wizard Hunt everything Mm -hmm. that happens you know it it doesn't matter a rain day it was Wizard Hunt's fault there's no toilet paper it's Wizard wizard Hunt's hunt's fault yeah yep Speaking of no here?
0: toilet paper, I, I we got to we got to get restocked oh, in the wow. bathroom. Went in there early this morning. There's nothing in there. <laughs> oh,
2: I was just in there. It's, it's all good. Is it good. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I don't need a second source either. I I can report. Uh-huh. I can report that there is TP. I wanted <laughs> to
0: fire out a few tweets while I was uh, you know in the <laughs> facilities. Uh, you know, and there was no accessories. That's
2: that's uh-huh. how you know Nick Kale loves you. Yes, is if he if he's toilet yeah. toilet tweets you. Yeah, yeah. Toilet, tweet. toilet tweets.
0: Double T could be a new segment. <laughs> Stay Double tuned. T. <laughs> All right, Floyd Reese, he joins us next on Morning Drive. Back in here live on a Tuesday edition of Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, The Game. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise. It's Tuesday at 6.30. It's time to welcome in our resident general manager, Floyd Reese. you hear here on weekdays 2 to 6 on Jared and the GM. Floyd, good morning. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. How about you guys?
0: We're doing well. Um, it feels like now more than ever the the NFL trade deadline day has become more of a thing. Like, yeah, I always think of baseball's trade deadline, the NBA, the NHL, but now the NFL seems like it has more juice than it has in years past. Take us back to when you were a general manager. How was this day viewed, and what was that day like for GM?
3: Well, of course, this day was about two or three weeks sooner. Uh, and And consequently, most of the teams were just kind of getting into themselves. And they, you know, maybe weren't sure about certain guys. So, you know, somebody that you might have interest in trading, you weren't willing to pull the trigger. And and somebody you might want to go get, you just weren't sure about. They moved the date back to today. And it's really made a difference, I think. Because by this time, I think teams have a much better feel for what they have, what they need what they might be looking for, where they have surpluses and might be willing to deal them so uh, it's it's really different when I was gm I mean it just kind of came and went generally speaking, not a big day uh, I think now that has really changed, and we're seeing not only a lot more trades sooner, but I think you know we'll see some stuff happen today too
1: well, what
2: will today tell you about? John Robinson, the way he views this roster, the future quarterback situation, offensive line, you know, whatever, what, what, what will today's decisions or non-decisions tell you about John Robinson and the Titans?
4: Well,
3: I think it, this is just a gut feeling, but I, I, I'm i not sure he wants to get rid of any more draft currency, you know, so I'm thinking he's not necessarily going to be one to jump out and and give away draft choices for a player now i could be completely wrong but that's just me i think if anything is done it's probably going to be a player for a player and i think it'll probably be some you know maybe somebody not significant because you know i don't know who on on our team that would be significant that you would really want to trade um and so i i think you know i i don't expect to see a great deal and John has always been willing to make deals you know it's not that he's ever been hesitant but i just don't don't see maybe the situation you know defensive tackle if somebody was looking for for an extra defensive tackle we might have a surplus there and that might you know that might be tantalizing to some people but other than that you know i'm not sure that we have a surplus now we have needs but uh, i'm not sure he's going to be willing to give up much capital to to, to try to take care of those things.
1: Now, uh, typically we know in, in this league when a guy is hired, uh, head coach, office coordinator, defensive coordinator, it doesn't matter. Typically they get a couple years to kind of get things going, um, and then they choose to make a decision, A head coach or GM choose to make a decision on, on whether to change the head coach or to change office coordinators or defensive coordinators. Uh, from your experience, uh, Arthur Smith, it seems like he's – He's still learning on the fly. Um, There are some things that he's good at, but, you know, just like any other first-year play caller, whether it be on offense or defense, there are things that he just don't know yet. So how long would it take or should it take a a coordinator to kind of get his feet up underneath him um, to where he's now, you know, confident and stable and everyone else around him is confident, truly confident in him making calls?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, probably by now, everything equal. Mm -hmm. I think the problem that he's been dealing with and continued in the game even this week is, you know, who's going to be playing offensive line? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe on this team right now, maybe the most important area on the whole team. And you literally don't know who's going to be playing from week to week. You know, you don't know who's going to be healthy. You don't know who's going to be capable, you know. So I think that has really affected what they've done, Um, you know, just from a, things that you may want to do and things that you know you can do. Uh, You know, I think we saw this weekend, you know, we thought – we could go in there and maybe have a chance to run the ball a little bit. You know we're going to try to run the ball a little bit. Uh, and yet us trying to block those two hosses they had inside, I mean, that was a, a lesson in futility. I mean, we, they, we just could not get it done. And, and consequently, by the end of the game, you know, he's running the ball outside. I think they came in, Tampa came in, not really afraid of our receivers. You know, they were going to make our receivers prove it. And, uh, and consequently, I, you know, I thought Arthur did a pretty good job of adjusting and taking what they were going to give him. They're going to take away the outside guys. That's fine. The middle of the field's open. So we've got some tight ends. They need to make plays for us. We've got slots. Humphreys, he needs to make plays for us. And I think they started moving the ball inside throwing and then running the ball outside at the end of the game. You know, we saw Derek take a couple of toss plays, which is not, normal for him uh and and being fairly productive. So, you know, I, I don't envy the situation he's in with that offensive line. I mean it's a headache from week to week.
0: Floyd yesterday Ron Rivera, the Panthers head coach, said that Kyle Allen will get the start this week against the Titans, even though it looks like Cam Newton's close to a return. How delicate is that decision and that balance from the standpoint of we all know that Cam Newton's an accomplished quarterback and Kyle Allen's had a nice run but, you know, the, he looked shaky this past week. Is it, is it all about just not upsetting the locker room because you have a winning product right now?
3: I, I'm sure there's a little bit of that. And then, of course, there's, you know, Cam is our franchise guy. And, and if, in fact, you know, we think he's going to continue to be the franchise guy, then whenever he's healthy enough to play, we need to get him back in there. And if you don't, then, you know, I think you're signaling something to the team. And uh, and how the team responds to that? I mean, I don't know, uh, but it's not it's not easy. And I think probably the longer that they can play off Cam's injuries, whether it's a foot or a shoulder or elbow, whatever it is, that that you know it buys them a little bit of time. And uh, and the truth is, I mean, the, court, the young quarterback's playing pretty good. Now he didn't play as well this weekend. I agree, but you know, over this five, six, however many games he's played he's really been uh, been fairly productive. So, um, you know, whenever if if Cam is the guy as soon as he's 100% ready to go, I'm sure they'll they'll shuffle him back in there, but they don't they don't appear to be in a big hurry to do that.
2: Which matchup are you more concerned about, Floyd, trying to stop Christian McCaffrey or trying to stop the Panthers pass rush?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think McCaffrey is is a legitimate, you know, MVP candidate. I mean, he is playing so well and can do so many things. You know, I mean, he is an outstanding receiver, an outstanding runner, even inside, which, you know, you look at him and physically you think, well, he's not necessarily a great inside runner, but he is. Uh, You know, very elusive outside. I mean, just a, a real Productive guy. He goes out there every week and, and he's going to get his. And it's one of those games I think you go in and you say, well, we know we can't stop him. Okay. Well, let's don't, let's just slow him down as much as we can. And, uh, and it's a, it's a, a nightmare from a matchup standpoint. You know, if you think to yourself, okay, we can, we can cover The outside guys will be okay, so let's, you know, load up the box and and get ourselves in a position where we can stop the run. Well, then, you know, they start throwing the ball, especially to him, and now who do you have as a linebacker that's going to cover that guy? Or maybe even his safety, you know, that's going to cover that guy. He kind of reminds me of when we played the Rams way, way back and Marshall Falk was in the backfield, and he was a similar kind of guy, could do so many things. Uh, and we ended up actually during the regular season game playing nickel the whole game and putting a putting a corner on them and saying, hey, you know this is the best best chance we have, uh, and it and it worked out pretty well. And I have no clue what the Titans will do.
0: Floyd, always a pleasure. We appreciate it. We'll be listening later today at two o'clock. Thanks, guys. You got it. Floyd Reese, former GM of the Titans, joins us. Every Tuesday at 6.30 here on Morning Drive. And don't forget, you can listen today on this very show for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Nashville SC at First Tennessee Park on the for the Eastern Conference semifinals of the USL playoffs this Saturday. Tickets now available for purchase, NashvilleSC.com. It's going to uh, be a fun game. It is. Mm-hmm. Hey, playoffs, I mean, USL, MSL. I, do don't, you, I don't care. Don't matter. Uh, MSL. What, uh, did I, what did I say? MSL?
2: MLS, yeah. I, MSNBC. I don't, I don't think it matters. Like, like I, I, I think Nashville is loves like OVC basketball tournaments. Like, I don't think it matters. You get to the playoffs and anything and and Nashville, Nashville will support you, man.
0: So a year ago at the trade deadline time, we were talking about the Titans trying to make a play for a receiver, and I know I wanted Amari Cooper. I think Mace, you you kind of wanted him. I think we're all in agreement this time around that while last year some of us wanted a splash type move. This year, it's about just keeping that draft capital. Everybody agree?
2: Yeah, I don't like trading draft picks in general. Even when, I mean, if
0: you're giving up a seven for a backup lineman, yeah, okay.
2: that's different. But, I mean, any, anything in the first five rounds, I, I, don't, I think, is, is almost too valuable because you just that's how you build your team
0: mm-hmm. moving forward. All right. Coming up next, one man believes the GOAT is on his way to the Music City. We'll debunk that on the other side. Back after this. It is Morning Drive. Thank you very much, Jeff Fisher. We will get to you coming up around 7.15. Oh, will we? Oh, we will. Okay. You what like do you, this?
1: What, do you, what are you I just feel like, man, Is there a it's bird cool in the studio? <laughs> I don't
0: know the Pelican's 0-4 in the NBA, <laughs> but man. That's,
1: who's got a shotgun? That's that t short, man. That's that too
0: short, man.
3: Like, too short,
1: man. Mm, 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 mm. You know what T-shirts say it all the time.
0: I can go for a shorty right now. <laughs> Just saying.
2: Uh, shoot, man! <laughs> it's hard to make Derek uncomfortable, God. and Nick manages to do it at least once a show. That's the goal. Oh
0: Bucket goodness. list
2: checklist boom. Derek, do you just want to take Nick out with you everywhere you go in social settings, and just bring him along?
0: <laughs> just to make it awkward on you, and then walk. Just to off. make it as awkward. As just possible. to make an awkward joke, and then leave you standing oh right there goodness. to explain. I thing. do not know the white guy. <laughs> Get him out of here. here he <laughs> hey,
2: D, hey, hey, is this guy with you? Uh, never met him. Never never met him.
0: <laughs> so uh, last Thursday, Adam Schefter, it wasn't really like a, this big breaking news, hardcore report. It's one of these things where, and you take everything seriously with Adam Schefter because he is the GOAT when it comes to NFL inside information. But Adam Schefter said on, I believe it was the Get Up show, that the New England Patriots are the least likely destination for Tom Brady in 2020. Tommy, Meaning that this is going to be the last year for Brady in Foxborough. And I, I don't think that'll ever be the case. I think he'll retire before he leaves Foxborough. But what does my opinion matter when Adam Schefter is saying what he says? Now, on Friday, take a listen. Here is Stephen A. Smith on ESPN reading into Schefter saying Brady's time in Foxborough could very well be over and that Tom Brady might come to the Music City.
4: The Tennessee Titans. Why would I say that? Who's Tom Brady uh, known to be close to? Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. They played together for seven or eight years in New England. Mm -hmm. They went to four Super Bowls together. Mm -hmm. They won three titles together. And, oh, by the way, each of the years that they won those titles, if I remember correctly, of the eight years or so that Vrabel was in New England, about six of those times they were a top-ten defense. About four of those times, they were a top-five defense, Mm -hmm. okay? So when I'm looking at it, one could legitimately make the argument that Tom Brady has three of the rings that he has, in large part because of what they were doing on the defensive side of the ball. And we all know that Vrabel Mm -hmm. played a role in that as well. According to reports, they're still close. They still communicate. And what's the problem with the Tennessee Titans as we look at them right now? I got news for you. It's not their defense. Mm -hmm. Their problem is offensively. They don't have much of an offense because of Marcus Mariota and now Ryan Tannehill. You're supposed to bet your money on that? Tom Brady could be 50 years old and he'd be an upgrade from Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to sit up there and say, I don't know if something like that would happen because I have to believe he'd probably retire first, and I don't believe that Mr. Kraft would lose him in New England. But if he were to end up going somewhere else, the team that comes to my mind is the Tennessee Titans.
0: (laughs) So, Stephen A. Smith, keep in mind, this is the same guy who thought Dwayne Haskins was a dual threat. Mm-hmm. This is the same guy that thought Hunter Henry was active.
2: Not, not even a dual threat, just more of a runner. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, he ran for all of what, the 112 yards in, in how he, many
1: years? He, he's more of a passer, Steven.
0: There, there's zero chance. That's
1: a guy that didn't watch Haskins at no, all. Not, zero like, chance. A, like a a he, single, just yeah, he just saw
0: African American quarterback. <laughs> he <laughs> he just black saw quarterback a quarterback. He stereotyped the black quarterback and said he runs. You know, said that's he runs. what he did.
1: So, and that's not the case. So, Adam Shafter Scheff- did
2: an anyway. interview with WEEI in Boston, and he said. Basically, he doubled down on Tom Brady and his trainer putting their houses up for sale mm-hmm. in the area, and so that sort of led you know the fact that Shefty and all these guys are saying, well you, you know it, you should you should pay attention to this. this is a thing that matters he doesn 't have a contract for next year it's uh, set to be voided after two thousand and nineteen and there's and he and his trainer is that the one that got in like got busted mm-hmm. for all this stuff yeah okay, so he 's still using that guy cool um, so so that guy those two guys are selling their houses in Boston. It, it, it People has, love Nashville, man. They love coming it, down. Belichick's
1: got a house down here. It has nothing. Here's the thing. Tom understands. I think, as much as you like these guys, they don't do their homework. I don't think they really don't. Well, Schefter Sh- like, does not. No, not even Steven no, in. even for small market, because we're still considered, and it's bad, but we're still considered a small market.
2: I like it. Yeah, I it, like being a small market. Here's the, the thing.
1: <laughs> Tom, you know, Tom knows he's not playing no more than maybe two seasons after this or maybe two seasons. Probably knows that he doesn't want to stay on the Northeast. So if I am him, I'm putting my house up for sale. I am just because I want to do it now. So when I do retire, stop acting like a normal human. So when I do retire, I can just kind of segue into my life. I've already got everything set. I can just segue into my life and don't have to then sell my house after I do all this other stuff. Maybe he's just doing that. Maybe he's saying, you know what, I'm only going to play this game maybe a year or two. Let me sell my house now. Do you think it'll move fast? I got another house somewhere else.
2: Do you think it'll it'll move fast at like $38 million listing price? Probably not. It's going to take some time. Or or
0: maybe Tom says, you you know what, I'm 42 years old, I've defied father time, and I, I no longer enjoy being healthy. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll go to the Tennessee Titans and I'll have Big Raj block my blindside and I'll get knocked into oblivion by week four and be dead. Well, no, he, just, and,
2: he wants a challenge. He's yeah. won all the Super Bowls. and He says, you know, this NFL thing is too easy. But, I'm going to
1: go play for the Titans. My thing is, it's, it's it's it would surprise me to every surprise man, I don't know, if he ever left <laughs> New England. Because my thing is this. Yeah.
0: Brady going to the Titans would be the equivalent of Michael Jordan quitting basketball to play baseball. It, it would be no, it, that.
1: It would be. That's how big it would I agree with that. Listen, Montana didn't want to leave San Francisco. They traded him away because they had a backup. Farve. Okay? Favre didn't want to want to leave Green Bay. Um, Peyton Payton. really doesn't want to leave know. Indianapolis. These guys are forced to leave. It happens. If he's not forced to leave. In my mind, why would I want to go anywhere else? I'm going to retire this in, in this uniform. But, but Garo- J- Jimmy Garoppolo's
0: gone. Who are they forcing let, him let, out
1: for, let, Jared Stidham?
2: Yeah, I don't think they're forcing him out. Here's the question, though. How much of Tom, and this is the honest question, how much of Tom's like inner monologue, his inner drive, whatever, how much of it is tied to, I want to win without Belichick? How much of it is? How much of that does he care about? He may care about it at zero. He may care about it a whole lot. I, we don't know. Do you and think no, the dynamic I between those Giselle two is that. overblown? I, I don't know if it's. I don't think there's like a, like a hatred or or a, or a you know any kind of friction. I, I think that part's overblown to your point. Uh, but I think if you asked, if you if you gave t- Bill Belichick truth serum and I told you, hey, Bill, Tom Brady's going to retire. Why are you going to still coach? His answer, I think, if you gave him truth serum, would be, "I need, I want to prove it without Tommy," and I think vice versa. I think Tommy wants. There, there's this like you can't have that big of an ego and not want to prove yourself without the other guy. I don't. Like, think I want to go do it on my own.
1: Honestly, I don't think Bill Belichick gives a damn who's at quarterback. Honestly, I, I think that's. I, I think he he doesn't yeah, care. It's like he he in his mind. He feel he can win with anybody. He well, he care. won eleven games yeah, with Matt Castle. He won eleven games with Matt Castle. <laughs> and missed just the playoffs so somehow. Happened that the yeah, AFC that was really good that year, yeah. um, and they they didn't win the division. That's what happened. They didn't win the division. Um, I think Miami, Miami. won yeah. it that year. That's the only
2: the only year that. Yeah.
1: So yeah. my thing is, Bill doesn't care who's his quarterback. He likes that Tom's his quarterback. He makes his job a but little bit easier. Doesn't that feed?
2: Doesn't that feed into what I'm saying? Like that they that he. There's this element of man, if I want a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, I, 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 like I would be, I would be like I'm already revered. Mm-hmm. But what's the next step? The next step would be winning without Tom, right?
1: But I, honestly, I don't as as much as, as I see in a Bill Belichick. I don't think he cares really. I think Tom cares more. That may be true. Then then Bill, I think Bill just don't like well, Bill well, is just a, sometimes I think really Bill just a, is oblivious. To anything that doesn't have plays on it. So so why is
2: Tom let's just like let's ask a basic question. Why is Tom still playing? Like he's not playing because
1: of like money. He's not playing
2: because like because he's playing because no, of legacy.
1: Because Tom, he's just like legacy. any other player, that is Tom Brady. Football is Tom Brady. I'm not saying he can't go out and do anything else, because he probably can. Oh, he's got his but whole
0: football, brand he's building.
1: football is Tom
0: Brady. Well, and he's never let complacency set in. Like, exactly. Tom Brady showed up to Titans camp this summer for the joint practices. He looked like he was rolling into the Super Bowl. He was ticked and off he, for yeah, greatness was, on our practice day. He was yeah. cussing
2: out ribs exactly. ribs. Yeah. So it's
1: like he knows, and I don't mean this in a bad way, he knows nothing but football because he's that. it's him. So if he feels he can still play, why retire? You know, he enjoys playing the game. He loves it. They barely get hit. They protect the quarterback to all ends. So he's like, listen, if they're going to protect me like this, oh, I'm going to play till my arm falls Uh, off. uh, Again, I
2: I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I'm just saying the only way that you can add to their legacies, either one of them, the only way you can add to Brady's legacy and the only way you can add to Belichick's legacy, because they already have everything. They've already won everything they can possibly win. They're the greatest of all time, right? Mm -hmm. The only way that either one of them can go another tier is this, is to do it by themselves?
1: I think separately. Peyton's still the number one.
2: That's all, and, and that's fair. I don't have. A, listen, I would take Peyton
1: at the start of their careers
2: too. Have you seen Tom Brady's combine photo? Um, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, here is the other one I'd float out there just right before we go to break, just to roll a grenade into the commercial break here, and that and that's Philip Rivers, who was a, a name that was linked to the Titans a couple of years ago during trade before Mariota was here, and that's a name that you know he he's he's reaching that same area of his career where. Like you said with Montana and Favre, mm. like if, if the Chargers decide, hey, this is the year we're, we're going to draft a guy, we've got a good draft pick, and we like the guy we're going to get at seven or whatever, then then maybe the Chargers decide, hey, this is the last year for Rivers. Are we going to move on from him? Could Rivers be a guy who's from Alabama, from this area of the country, has been linked to the Titans in the past? That's another name like Brady to consider. Uh, you know, I, I'm not considering Eli Manning because uh-huh. I don't think he makes you any better. But Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady would make you better.
1: I would. I would take... And it has nothing to do with their ability to play the game. Mm-hmm. I would take Philip Rivers before I take Tom Brady, and this is the only reason why. It's because with Tom, I think with Philip, if he comes, he doesn't have to bring his offense. I think Philip can he fit can kinda, yeah, fit into anything. Yeah. I think with Tom, sort of like with uh, with with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning took that offense and, and took it with them to Denver. That's why it worked so well. Could Tom take that offense? Because Peyton didn't. Peyton caught all his plays. Tom doesn't, you know. The hoodie is still not Bill Belichick, but hoodie. the other one, Hoodie Junior. Yeah, Hoodie right. Junior is still there making making calls. So, can Tom then leave and take that playbook with him? I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the case. Maybe the, the J, Hoodie Junior would have to come with them. And if that's the case, they'd oh, be coming to Nashville. Oh, bye, bye, Arthur.
0: Just got this uh, link sent to me on Bill Belichick. He was on WEEI in Boston on Monday, and he apparently before said he could never see himself coaching into the 70s. He is 67 years old, and now he says, when I said it, I didn't know what 70 felt like. So I'm not really sure if that's an accurate statement today or not. At the time, I didn't feel that way. Now that I'm closer to that age, I don't know. We might see Belichick coach well into his 70s.
1: Yeah, because he went to Cool Springs, every day
0: yeah. <laughs> Don't do yeah. it.
1: Well, he lives here. No,
0: oh. exactly. there a house you go. He got a house here. <laughs> All right, coming up next, D-Mace. It's your favorite time of the week. It's Top Four Tuesday in college football. Do you want to? You want to serenade the audience with how you feel? I will do it when we come back. Okay, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. A second. You're gonna make him do it a second time. Absolutely, we yeah, second yeah. time the people, around. The people weren't woke. They were still
0: asleep. Yeah. Well, the people are like, always woke. Yeah. I know they were woke, yeah, woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Exactly. Stay woke. Stay exactly. Stay woke. Stay woke. Back, back woke, after this morning drive. ESPN 1025, again. game.